What, we some kind of suicide squad? I am Iron Man. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Server Anakin, I have the high ground. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. Welcome back to the Big Movie Boys podcast, the only podcast recorded at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles, California. I'm your host, Jeremy Bauman, and with me as always is Ben, Oscar the Grouch, Stitch. How was your fourth? And Bob, Oscar Pistorius, Liebel. How are my legs? We've got a special evening planned for you tonight, one filled with high fashion, awards, and Netflix original movies starring Mark Wahlberg. Of course, I'm talking about the Havsies. But what are the Havsies, Bob? That's a fantastic question, Jeremy. The Havsies are a Big Movie Boys presentation, annually, of basically everything that's come out in the first six months of the year. You know, anything from movies, TV, like you mentioned, anything involving Net- or, uh, Mark Wahlberg. We got, we're going to cover all those today. It's sort of like the mid-year awards. I'm looking forward to it. It's not, your, it's not your grandma's Oscars either. There's some categories in here that might surprise you if you're just expecting all the standard Oscar categories. That's not how we do it here at the Big Movie Boys. Ben, what do you expect from tonight's event? You know, I'm not really sure. I don't watch the regular Oscars, so this is just more exciting to me because the categories are way more interesting. These are what the categories should be. More interesting overall. I think people would actually stay and watch all the Oscars if these were the actual categories. Well, speaking of categories, let's just jump right into our first one. We've got roughly 15 to get through tonight, so let's start with the best addition to streaming. To be qualified in this category, it has to be a movie or TV show that came out before the first half of 2020, but only started streaming in the first half of 2020. Tonight's nominees include Parasite, Knives Out, Avatar The Last Airbender, Uncut Gems, and Joker. Hardest category. We're starting with the hardest one, because honestly, you could pick any single one of these, and I, I would give it the Havsy. Just like in the real Oscars, the way that the Havsies are awarded is the three of us will just discuss, and by majority rules, whoever we agree on will walk away with the Havsie. And even if we haven't seen them or have never heard of them? This one, I'm, I'm glad it's starting off strong. I've seen all of these. For me, personally... It's only going downhill from here. Parasite was a great movie, but... And Knives Out, great. Joker's probably my least favorite out of all these. I'm going with what? Avatar The Last Airbender because it gave me multiple days of entertainment. Like, it didn't just... It wasn't two and a half hours and then it's over. It actually, during quarantine, you need something that'll last a little longer. That's what that did for me. I'm on Parasite or Avatar right now. Uncut Gems was pretty fucking awesome. Joker, I just like that movie a lot. Knives Out, also pretty good. But Avatar, like you said, for the reason you just said, Ben, I feel that way about Avatar as well. But Parasite would, like, changed my entire viewpoint on life. So, uh, I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give it to Jerry, see what he, he gets. If he goes Avatar or Parasite, I'm going to, I'm going to side with him because I can go either way. This one's pretty easy for me, mostly because the four movies I listed, I saw three of them in theaters in 2019, and I watched Uncut Gems. I rented it before it even came to streaming. So for me, those being added to streaming didn't do a whole lot for me because I'd already seen them all. Avatar The Last Airbender is something I didn't complete when it originally came out, so it was basically all new to me the first time. Like Ben said, there's a lot of rewatchability. I'm already halfway through my second viewing of Avatar The Last Airbender, and it's only been streaming for almost two months, not even quite two months. Because yeah. you even bought the comic books for it. Yeah. yeah, I already finished Korra. I've been buying the graphic novels. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, yeah, it's an easy one for me. This has the my vote is for Avatar: The Last Airbender. So, and Bob, you gonna make it unanimous? Yeah, it looks like uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender is taking home the Havsy for best addition to streaming. That's the first one of the night. We will send that award all the way to Ba Sing Se. So, <laughs> hopefully, there's someone there. And they've never won an award for that show either, so they sh- they should be pretty excited to. This get, will be big. Havsy, for, yeah. They'll be excited for sure. Uh, coming out 14 years after it came out, they'll be excited. <laughs> They're for finally sure. get recognition for the show that I guess nobody's seen or ever. Nobody talked about, about it, right? Yeah, with, that's super low key. Yeah. Yeah, we discovered that show is what we we're trying to say. All right, that was. We thought it would be a, a difficult one. It ended up being a fairly easy one, I think, for the first category of the night. Let's move on to category number two. Boldest strategy used by a streaming service. We've got, uh, we've got a lot of great nominees tonight, including, first and foremost, the industry standard to set VOD rental prices at $20. Next up, or the next nominee is YouTube TV for recently increasing their monthly price from $50 to $65. Quite a jump there. HBO Max is nominated for being a completely un or being completely unclear about what the service actually is or how to get it or if you have it already. Quibi for launching a dumb service and blaming its entire failure on the coronavirus. I think I have to agree with him on that one. <laughs> and finally, CBS All Access for existing at all. I'm going to start it off with that one, the CBS. We're going to go bottom to top. This is the way I'm looking at it. CBS All Access. You mentioned it when you were watching Korra. I'm also watching Korra right now, and that is the fucking biggest dump truck of a fucking streaming service. It is so bad. I hate navigating through it. I hate everything about it. I don't even know what it is. Are you, You're just getting rid of it completely. Oh, yeah. As it, soon right? as I'm done, I'm getting rid of that. And, I'm, and shortly after that, I'm canceling my Quibi subscription because I'm... Thank oh, you. that the day after. Thanks for it. reminding us because I, <laughs> I forgot my three-month trial is probably coming to an end soon. Quibi's hot garbage. HBO Max, also hot garbage. What is YouTube TV even? What do you get? It's just like instead of getting cable. Yeah. Okay, and you, so you just get, get like cable channels through it, and I think but you, it's, it's, it's run by YouTube. It's not it's worth it. Garbage. Okay, good because I was I mean, looking it, into it, getting. It. It's not <laughs> bad. It's just like sixty five dollars. Like it's ridiculous. Just get regular then. cable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. and then the the only the one that you can yeah. kind of defend is that top one of the twenty dollar for a rental because we've talked about it. While we think it's too high, I mean it seems to be working high. for some movies. So yeah, I can actually. That has defense. People yeah, are like, you get it for, t- like, think about the money you'd pay to go see it That's at a not a bad strategy. And you can, like, watch it at home, and you have it for two days, and you can come back to it, and, like, it, the model works really well with, like, kids' movies we've talked, we've talked about it yeah. on the podcast. If you're, if you're a repeat listener, you know you how know, we feel you, about it. You know it. what we've said. I think the boldest one is just, for me, Quibi, you're trying to be, like... They tried something new. Yeah, and it sucked, but... Yeah. I, I gotta go with CBS All Access. You have a fucking, you have CBS. You don't need it's, it's another horrible. one that you have to pay for. CBS All Access for me is bold strategy, Cotton, because it's yeah. so <laughs> shitty. It is awful. CBS All Access is garbage. I subscribed for one month, and of course their lower subscription tier includes ads. Of course, so I went with the no higher subscription to tier. Yep. Um, so they should be burned to the cross just for that alone. But yeah, I watched. All four seasons of Korra immediately canceled. Didn't look watch another thing on that service. What else the whole is even time. on there? Every season Couldn't of Survivor. You. Yeah, you get a lot of CSI. Miami That's true. On it. CSI Miami, Survivor, Big Brother, all, all the classics yeah. that everybody loves to watch. <laughs> My vote, however, is going to Quibi for launching what was just a failed premise, failed execution. And then to blame coronavirus, the thing that kept everybody indoors for months, <laughs> starved for content. Yeah, that's yeah. why your new streaming service failed is yeah. because everyone is home 
begging for new content to come out interesting concept because on paper like yeah we'll just do a bunch of really short episodes that guy i'm just like oh yeah perfect like i, I don't have time for any of that shit like i just need the <laughs> short episodes and then we all know what happened and just the idea of you can only watch it on your phone i know bob is key I've, on watching everything on his phone also, and even he doesn't like it did they like <laughs> consult me about this like this is hitting this is checking all my boxes if you describe this thing to me i'm just like oh my god what perfect. i'll get it now but then yeah clearly if someone like me doesn't like it then it's pretty bad because it's designed for me <laughs> the boldest part is definitely blaming it on coronavirus yeah. because the fact that everyone is, just wants to watch tv right now during the well not anymore everyone's just breaking all the rules but yeah Besides that, like, the first three months is when it first came out, and it was horrible. So, Bob, I think you're the breaking vote here. You guys are both going Quibi? No, I went with CBS All Access. Oh, shit. Um, I think I'm going CBS All Access as well, because I, I really got a bone to pick with those <laughs> sons of bitches. <laughs> well, congratulations, CBS. We'll send your Havsy in the mail. You can look forward to that. I'm sure they'll all be super proud of that one yeah. when they read boldest strategy used by a <laughs> streaming service under it. Our next category is... Best actors not getting enough attention moment. This this is a fun one for me. Our first one is Vanessa Hudgens not caring that people will die from coronavirus. That was a great little moment. Justin Bieber and Kendall Jenner complaining about coronavirus from their mansion. Tough for them. Gal Gadot and company singing Imagine. And then, that was just great. And Aaron, and Aaron Paul and company taking responsibility. That was a fun one, too. Aaron Paul <laughs> cut a scathing promo. Like, like he was just trying to be Jesse Pinkman. He's like, I take response. Like, he was so clearly <laughs> acting like that, that was comical. I'm like, like dude. I like, thought he was going to cry. <laughs> but, like, it, it didn't come off, like, sincere. Like, like he was trying to convey the, the seriousness of the moment. And, like, he's trying to make it intense so people, like, understand, like, what he's trying to get across. But in doing that, he went too far into, like, acting. Acting. He was literally acting. So it seemed... It like did the opposite. Care. It seemed yeah. so insincere because he clearly was just phoning it in, like, acting his performance. He didn't actually feel that way. He didn't get to see or everyone he else's really, take. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just had to go and... He, his agent sold it to him as an audition. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, just be Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> like People don't a... like Aaron Paul. They like Jesse Pinkman. So, But that one that one was pretty rough for me. Um, the Vanessa Hutchins thing, because she, she just that... wanted to go to Coachella. She's like, fuck, <laughs> fuck this shit. I want to go to Coachella. That, that so was, what? People die anyways. Yeah, she's like, who gives a shit? Like, I don't care how many dies. I just want to go to Coachella. I got to get down with her on that one. I'm like... <laughs> I wanted her to go to Coachella. Yeah, too. like like for her for her just not not to give a fuck and just be kind of stupid about it. I can see it. I, th I feel like the the way I'm gonna vote on this is hardest. I cringed, and I couldn't even make it through that Imagine song. I cringed so I didn't fucking even, hard. Didn't even it. watch it. Oh man, those were the only one that like was small to me was Justin Bieber because a lot of people were just complaining, but that one was just like shut the fuck up. But I don't know. I cringed so hard watching that song. The Imagine video was tough. It was tough. I, I don't think I, I didn't saw it, it all the way through. I saw a bunch of the parodies where like different like yeah. comedians and people were those, inserting themselves. Those were funny. Shout out to that. It, it created some funny content. Yeah, that the Imagine one was tough. I I think it's kind of the same same situation with the Imagine song and Aaron Paul's taking responsibility, where it's like whoever you know initiates this thing contacts all these. So, celebrities or their agents or whatever and it's like damned if you do damned if you don't either you're in it and then you get just blasted because it comes off as so disingenuous or or just, you say no to doing it and you look like an asshole yeah so and i and i'm not trying to you know promote any sympathy for these people they should all just probably shut, shut up, up. <laughs> yeah 
Um, I don't remember who it was, but someone said, like, we need to stop pretending like actors are smart people or people we need to look up to. Yeah. They're just actors. Yeah. Like, we don't need their opinions no. and all this stuff, which is why this category, which Ben helped me name, was best actors not getting enough attention moment because that's what all this feels like, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That being said, oh, this is tough. This is a tough category for me, but I think my vote is for Gal Gadot and company singing Imagine. Bob, you go, because I'm going to just rethink this one again. Uh, for me, I, I think the one that makes me laugh. So I, you mentioned <laughs> earlier, like, the, is this one that we want to like be cringy and that's how it wins? Or is this one? Because like, the Vanessa Hutchins ones, I laugh at that every time. She just wanted to go to Coachella, dude. She doesn't give a shit about the coronavirus. So I'm going for that because I always laugh just thinking about it. She didn't even care. And people like gave her backlash. She's like, yeah, like, what? that fucking sucks. But Coachella's not happening this year. <laughs> oh, shit. This is tough. Oh, that was so funny. Um, I think I'm just going to go with Gal Gadot and Imagine just because that I, I'm going to go based off cringy. And they really wanted attention. I don't think Vanessa Hudgens was looking for attention necessarily. But Gal Gadot and those those people were definitely looking for attention. That's why I'm going with Name that Name three one. Vanessa Hudgens movies right now. High School Musical 1, 2, 3. Perfect. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we have our winner for that category. And a special shout-out to Vanessa Hudgens, who I think we can agree was a close second. She's going to get an, an honorary uh, yeah. halvesy mailed to her directly. It'll be a quarter. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, why don't you give us the next category? This is one near and dear to our hearts and to the hearts of the listeners at home. This is this is prob- probably the best category in the entire list today. It is best episode of the Big Movie Boys podcast. We have the one that started it all, episode one, Coronavirus the Movie. Episode three, Who is the Biggest Movie Boy? Episode six, The Best Movies of the 2010s. Episode eight, Guy Fieri Should Host American Idol. And episode 10, our most recent, Avatar, the best show ever. So, what do you guys think? What, what are we going to go with here? This is a tough one for me. I love that we're... It's like voting a, <laughs> for all my children, you know? It's tough. <laughs> Who do I love the tough. most? <laughs> um, but like most parents, I do have a favorite of this bunch. Part of me wants to go with number one, the one that started it all. Part of me wants to go with number three, because that was the first biggest movie boy challenge, something that we hope to keep doing in the future. Ultimately, I think my vote is going to be for number six, the best movies of the 2010s. I enjoyed ranking the movies of the 2010s so much. I, that one was fun just because uh, if we did that ten more times, we wouldn't come up with the same conclusion ever. See, I'm getting – yeah, that's interesting. But the thing I've noticed is I've progressively been drinking more and more during these podcasts. <laughs> I remember episode one and three pretty well, but I don't even remember what we talked about last week on. Dude, I don't remember Avatar at all. But for me personally, I had a lot of fun with number eight guy Fieri should host American Idol. We had nothing planned that for that one, and we just shot the shit for an hour. That, that was, was a just, fun one to do. Yeah, that was the drunkest I think I've been on one of these. <laughs> but um, uh, Avatar, I had a lot of fun with because I love the show a lot. The Guy Fieri one, like you just mentioned, we were just shooting the shit, and it ended up being really fun. Best movies of the 2010s, you said it, you're the best way. Um, if we did it again, we would not come up with the same thing. Uh, who's the biggest right movie? Now what we we, came would, up we with. would never come up with the social network, but we would not come <laughs> up with... What did we come up with? The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that definitely was the best movie. Who is the, the biggest movie boy? I don't know. I keep losing those challenges, so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm probably not voting for that. However, that was also the um, National Treasure Review. So that was, that was a oh, that double, was fun. Just that was Do we a, have a bad episode? <laughs> that's a tough one. Our listeners would say otherwise, but I don't think we have a bad episode. <laughs> All right, my pick, you know what I'm actually going to do? I think I'm going to go with number eight, Guy Fieri should host American Idol. Yeah, I agree. I think that one wins it. But, Jeremy, you're one. I think that was their second best one, the best movies of the 2010s. I'm okay with that. I do think 
the fact that we had nothing going into that, and we just ended up talking about Guy Fieri hosting American <laughs> Idol, among many other things. I think you guys allowed me a few minutes to get on my soapbox and rant about, about 13 Reasons Why for a while. I needed to get that off my me chest, Me and Bob honestly. left the room. You were just yeah. talking to yourself <laughs> for that one. I actually recorded that after you guys <laughs> left and just inserted it into the middle of the podcast. Uh, so is it official? Number eight? Yeah. Guy Fieri should host American Idol? Yeah. So are we going to send that Havsey Award to ourselves, or how is that going to yeah. work? An honorary one to Guy Fieri, We're going to have course. to pay for it, though. Like, the Oscars, you have to pay for your award. Do you really? Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> I think, I think they, it cost? they might give you one, and then you have to pay for more, like, if you want to, your team oh, to okay. share it. But, so your favorite or actress, you might just Street, probably is in debt from winning so many Oscars. Yeah. You might have to pay for the actual award itself. I don't remember how it works, but... That's cheap as fuck. That doesn't sound stupid as hell or anything. Yeah. Why don't we buy one, then? Well, I don't. I think you have to win first. <laughs> I don't think you just buy uh, them. I don't know. I feel <laughs> like if they're for sale, you can buy them. Yeah. All right. Well, that one's official. We will wait for that one in the mail. Next category. This one you will find at the Oscars. However, you might find different nominees. This category is Best Actor for the first half of 2020. Starting off with the one, the only... Mark Wahlberg in Spencer Confidential. Other nominees are Ben Schwartz from Sonic the Hedgehog, Pete Davidson playing Pete Davidson in The King of Staten Island, Tom Hardy in Capone, and Harrison Ford in The Call of the Wild. An interesting lineup here. I have seen one of these movies. I was just about to say, this is a fun one for me. It feels like we all get a chance to vote on something we haven't seen, and we all saw the same exact movie. In true Oscars fashion, we have not <laughs> seen any of these movies. Um, but honestly, it was signed, sealed, and delivered after the <laughs> after the first name you read off. I'm going with Mark Wahlberg here. No you know, contest. You know, Pete Davidson, I'm sure, put on a great performance playing himself. That's a tough thing to do. It's tough to wake up every day and be yourself normally. Yeah. <laughs> but then when you put a camera on you, it's even tougher. So ah, I, I'm going to go with, ah, this is tough for me, but I'm going to go with the one movie that I actually saw, Spencer Confidential. I mean, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> he was so convincing as Spencer Confidential. During that movie, you forget yes. he is Mark Wahlberg. Here's the thing is that, I mean, again, I've only seen one of these movies. That doesn't disqualify me from Absolutely reviewing not. and voting for any other movie. Like we said, the Academy watches maybe 10% of the movies that they're sent. So my vote is for the actor who clearly put in the most work, Harrison Ford. Have you seen those behind the scenes where Absolutely the dog, not. the no. CG dog is just a dude in it's a green a suit? Dog. Yeah, no. really. You, did you guys see the trailer up. for this movie? The I dog, saw the trailer, but it got swept under the rug. For it's me. the fakest looking dog you've ever seen. This looks like a movie that came out 15 years ago because the dog looks so terrible. Is this like a remake of the first movie, the one we had to watch in high school? Is this a book? It was a book, right? Yeah, it was a book. Do you know what books are, Bob? <laughs> no, not, <laughs> no, not was, really. Uh, Chuck Bob's podcast, Big Book Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a book. They, I guess, yeah, if they made a movie, I'm sure we watched it in high school. And then, yeah, Harrison Ford. That's the Wayne Westerberg one. No, yeah. that's, uh, that's that crazy. That's the Wild. No, no, that's... It, no, is it? Dude, that's no, the, the fucking Call of the Wild. Call of the Wild is about the, the book You're about thinking the dog. Into the Wild. Into the yeah, Wild. Wrong Wild. Okay. Call of the Wild is about the dog. In like the Yukon or whatever, mm -hmm. and it like Definitely the wild is calling to it, and it becomes feral again or whatever. Oh, okay. And it's then Jack London, right? Is this yeah? Is this streaming anywhere? Or is this VOD? Uh, I or was it came to VOD, or it might have come out in theaters right before Corona hit. Yeah. I don't actually know. I only saw the trailers, and it looked so terrible. Into the Wild, however, was just a movie about some dickhead. <laughs> <that> <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, not a nominee this year. 
Um, but it looks like I'm outvoted anyway, so to no one's surprise, best actor for the first half of 2020, Mark Wahlberg. Honorable mention to Tom Hardy and Capone, because I just have a f- I've seen a few tweets. I heard he did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to our next one, Ben. What do we got? Now this one also in the the regular Oscars here, but we got best actress, uh, Margot Robbie for Birds of Prey, Elizabeth Moss for The Invisible Man. Carol Baskin in Tiger King. She obviously played a character there. And Mark Wahlberg's girlfriend in Spencer Confidential. Who we all know. She's a great actress. She is. So great that Bob didn't even bother looking up her name. Just wrote <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's girlfriend. Yeah. I don't know. This, who the, yeah. this is a tough one for me. Uh, we watched two of these things now, right? Jared, did you watch... Bob, you saw The Invisible Man, right? No, I was going to going see to it. it. That was like I right was, before Corona. Yeah, I was literally planning on going to see it that weekend when the movie theater shut down. And then we started a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was good timing. Um, Yeah, I I saw Birds of Prey and Tiger King, obviously. The only one I haven't seen is Invisible Man. Carol Baskin playing the role of someone who didn't murder her husband. (laughs) Came off pretty convincing, if you ask me. You gotta get the halvesy for her there, honestly. Like, (laughs) yeah. I don't know, Elizabeth Moss having to act with uh, nobody next to her? A little awkward. That's the same reasoning I gave behind nominating uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, that's a good point. We shut that one down, though. Um, Mark Wahlberg's girlfriend was great. Yeah. She... I would argue completely unnecessary. You could remove her entirely from that movie. She did not need to be in it at all. (laughs) No added value other than... There wasn't even, like, sexual tension in the movie. It didn't make make any sense. Uh, I feel like I gotta go Carol Baskin here, if I'm being completely honest. She wakes up every day telling herself she didn't kill her husband knowing full well she murdered her sometimes husband. yeah you lie to yourself so many times you start to believe it's believe true it. she's been that's doing the famous that. george costanza line it's yep. not a lie <laughs> if you believe it <laughs> yeah and that is carol baskin to a t right there yeah for me it's no contest it's carol Baskin. i agree that we got a is this only our second unanimous one here after the first one after yeah. after avatar so we're, we're giving the havesy to the best actress to Carol Baskin from Tiger King. That is absolutely correct. We will send it down to, what was the name of her? Uh, a Big Kitty Rescue? Big Kitty, Big Cat Rescue. Oh, yeah. But if you want multiple, though, we need we need some money. If you want, yeah, if you want to send them out to all your cool cats and kittens, then uh, you're going to need to pay for more halvesies. <laughs> Bob, what do we got for our next category? All right, so the next category, we have Best Action Scene. Uh, nominees are Spencer Confidential, Semi-Truck at the Horse Racing Track, um, Extraction, <laughs> the Car Chase Scene, Tiger King, Joe Exotic being attacked by a tiger. <laughs> Birds of Prey, um, I guess there actually is a really cool Harley Quinn action scene in that. Don't know, I haven't Love seen that. Love that we nominated that without seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you it. saw it? Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy saw that. So that's... Is that who wrote that in there then? Yeah. Oh, okay. These are hard because if I had to go for like a real answer, like if I really had to think Extraction about it. Extraction was such a cool scene. Yeah, that was an absolute, like that actually will, if the if we're Oscars come the back. Yeah, if the Oscars come back, that actually probably will win some type of award for I just know, cinematography or yeah. something. But like, I don't know. When Joe Exotic got started getting mauled by that tiger, <laughs> I was on the edge of my fucking seat. It's <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen. Because you know it's coming the whole time. Then there's even the one girl that got, got her, her arm, arm bitten off. off. Yeah. And you're like, how is Joe Exotic? And they have all this footage of him literally touching these tigers wieners and nothing happens to him and then he finally it's the gets payout. brought down by his colored knee brace <laughs> and i i don't know they put uh tuna oil on his boots right true oh, yeah. yeah yeah i will say i mean we already know what the winner is but i will say in defense of Bird- Count spencer no oh. <laughs> i will say in defense of <laughs> birds of prey horrible what? <laughs> for a movie that wasn't great and had too much of like suicide squad lingering yeah. in it 
there was legitimately one very cool action scene with Harley Quinn where they actually like utilized her skill set and the fact that she uses a bat and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't a terrible movie when I was watching it in the theater. So, uh, with that being said, Extraction gets my vote. Yeah, if we're being, we'll be serious for one of these. Extraction gets my vote as well. That that I didn't really love that movie, but I would go back just to watch that yeah. scene again. The action in that movie is absolutely unbelievable, and like you said, not a great movie, but like a great action movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that as well. Extraction. All right, Russo brothers and Chris Hemsworth, you can look for your Havzi in the mail. For our next category, uh, actually, for the next several categories, it's gonna be best blank. Um, but this exact next category is best miscellaneous because it didn't quite fit into any of the future categories that we'll be talking about. So in the best miscellaneous category, our nominees are Love is Blind, the Netflix reality show, Middle Ditch and Schwartz, the two-man improv stand-up thing, Dave Chappelle's 846, which just came out a couple weeks ago, Forged in Fire, which is something Bob will have to talk about, and Action Bronson Watches Ancient Aliens, something I'm not sure actually came out in the first half of 2020. Bob, can you confirm? <laughs> you were going to look into this. This is this is an interesting one because I actually didn't understand the uh, guidelines for nominating things. <laughs> <laughs> so the last two were, were, uh, probably shouldn't be on the list. But I will still push for them pretty hard if you want. You know what? <laughs> they weren't in 2020. That should fucking eliminate them. I didn't them understand. Right. I just, we had to watch them in 2020. Okay, anyway, let me let me talk about this, though. Um, I'll start with Action Bronson watches Ancient Aliens. <laughs> Action Bronson. Action, action, action Bronson watches Ancient Aliens. I could not believe that this was a real thing. I was just flipping through channels, really hungover. It was on TV? It's on TV. It's on Vice. There's actually two seasons of the show. Oh, my. Yeah. I didn't know it was a show. Let, me, like let me read you the, uh, the synopsis. There are two things in particular that rapper Action Bronson enjoys doing in his spare time, watching the TV show Ancient Aliens and smoking marijuana. This series combines those two passions, filming Bronson as he watches and comments on memorable ancient alien episodes with his producers, friends, and special guests. It's literally edited to be like an acid trip. Like, it's like, it'll zoom in and like do lots of crazy like sound effects and stuff. And it's like basically there. So it's better than watching Ancient Aliens, the show. But you're basically in a room that's one big green screen. So like they project the show behind them. So it's like you'll see like that weird guy with the crazy hair from Ancient Aliens and then like Action Bronson like literally doing a dab. Because they show drug use on Vice all the time. But yeah, I put that on there because it was actually the craziest show ever. And if you ever somehow stumble upon it, watch it for a few minutes and just have your mind blown. Did Forks you, and Fire. Uh, did you, when you read that synopsis, figure out what years this show was? You know, I'll do a quick Google search because <laughs> <laughs> I believe 2018, I want to say. Oh, yes. Okay. So let's confirm that's not 2020, right, Jer? I it's, could be it wrong. It sounds like a great show, but it is definitely disqualified <laughs> from this <laughs> category. Now, okay, Forge and Fire, I do know, did have a season come out this year. Okay. So does that count? It's older. It's an older one. I mean, so if it had a season come out this year, then it, it's qualified. It. Unless it was the worst year, then it's kind of pointless on here. Uh, 2019 for season two. Mm, ah, so close. Ah, tough. So close. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. All right, well, Forged and Fire is, is is also another one that if you stumble upon, it'll blow your mind. It's just, it's just such a weird... What is that sub- one on? It's on History Channel. It's like this weird subculture of people that make medieval weapons, and it's a competition reality TV show. About oh, love med- me some competition reality TV. Oh, my God. This is the most obscure one you could possibly think of. It is, it is wild. <laughs> so, uh, that one actually counts as a 2021. Does uh, it? I guess. Oh, yeah, the one season come, had a season come out in 2020, oh, and gotcha, I, uh, gotcha. I didn't look into that at all. I just uh, 
Just trying, to, just trying to not get both my nominees knocked off. <laughs> Love is Blind is something that we all watched very early into quarantine. Kind of pre-quarantine into quarantine. The thing with Love is Blind to me is it came around the time as Tiger King, and Tiger King was so much better than it that it, it doesn't win this award to, for me. I'm a Love is Blind super fan, so it's yeah, really... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's hard for me. Uh, shout out to, uh, what's that girl's name? Messica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hope she's doing well. I actually think she just got married. Or she has to, new... to Mark? No, 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 no. God, was no. That, was oh. that his name? Yeah. It was Mark. Um, no, I, I just, she, she posted a picture with like another man. I don't know if they're married. Maybe they got engaged, but she's got, she's got a new boy toy. So, good, good, good luck looks. to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Middle Edition Schwartz, I convinced other of you to watch that yet? Yeah, you got me to watch it. I, I wanted, I wanted to. That's a good, uh, it's a little sad that there's only three episodes. Wish there was like six. And then the Dave Chappelle one is just really moving. The eight forty six about the yeah. George Floyd killing. Um, that uh, it's not really a comedy special. There are like three or four jokes that like make you laugh your ass up, but then the rest just makes you think. Chappelle's on another level now, where a lot of his stand up specials are more like almost like a TED talk, where he's yeah. just like talking a lot of issues. And yeah, there are punchlines and their jokes, but like it's, it's really like, just huge long build ups to like. And then there's good jokes, but he's just a, like you, you I like, just hearing, like him hearing him talk. talk. Yeah, yeah he's, he's very interesting. To, his yeah, experiences. I mean, my vote is for Dave Chappelle. I mean, regardless of what he put out in the first half of this year, my vote would probably go to him. Um, with another, you know, handshake to uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Shout out to that. Yeah, that show. If you really haven't good. watched it, you should watch it. If the Dave Chappelle one, I think it wins it for me too. If this was because I'm taking this one seriously as well. If this, if Dave Chappelle wasn't on here though, I think I would go with Love Is Blind because it was a, a yeah. huge phenomenon show. I think I'm. I think I'm in the exact same boat as Ben here. If I think I'm gonna go with Dave Chappelle, but Love Is Blind is is right there too. I want Dave Chappelle to just make comedy specials or just specials like three, four times a year. His stuff like is is almost like not that funny. It's just like so he's so an interesting person. Yeah. yeah, very like it was really only like three or four jokes, and it was like a twenty minute special. But like, obviously that's not the point of it. But it's still just he is really a good speaker. speaker. Yeah. I can't think of anyone who would want a an award from a podcast that gets an average of 25 views a week less than Dave Chappelle. <laughs> so we won't even waste his time and bother sending one in the mail. He'll We'll just have to let him know personally that he yeah, won this one. I'll tell him. Uh, moving on, Ben, what is our next category? This one uh, includes some things we've definitely watched. Best documentary. And these are McMillions, Tiger King... Wonder what's gonna win. Uh, Last Dance and Athlete A definitely didn't watch that one. Athlete A just recently came out. I added this one to the list, so it's okay. about like the USA Gymnastics. Oh and yeah, that's right. The Larry Nassir. That's and, right, dude. Absolutely wild. Like the stuff that this dude was doing for years, getting away with it. Um, just quickly, because I don't think anyone else is gonna vote for. It. I'm just gonna put, just gonna give like a brief description of one of the best part, not the best parts, but one of the more interesting parts. I guess there was this. Uh, I'm blanking on her name right now, but it doesn't matter. But there was this, this like, top-tier gymnast, and mm-hmm. she was supposed to be on the Fab Five. You know, Gabby Douglas, Simone Biles, you know, all them. Anyway, they're all um, – she this 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 certain female gymnast whose name I'm blanking on right now, uh, she was supposed to be on this, but she was speaking out publicly against Larry 
Nasir, and he basically like blocked her from getting oh on God. the thing because he's like, and USA Gymnastics backed him up. They're just like, that's no, what the, the shut your mouth. We don't need this bad publicity. Like you're off the team because they thought if they put her on the team, yeah, she would speak out and it'd be a huge. It's one thing that like Larry Nasser is obviously like a horrible fucking person, but it, the fact that USA Gymnastics covered it up is like the more that's crazy the more shocking part. thing. And like you know how crazy he is, but it's almost like for a while you learn that USA Gymnastics was almost on his side, like, yeah. with covering it up. But you, it goes into like in depth about like the crazy shit that he did, and it's like it it'll make your stomach turn. Like he's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, I haven't watched that one yet, but I, I did see it on Netflix, so I'll probably watch it. That one was really recent, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it, it's honestly tough. The last dance was so good. I'm voting for the last dance. The last dance is something I didn't expect to like. I, I expected to like it, but I didn't expect it to make me become a basketball fan. And just be itching for the NBA season to come back. Yeah, I watch an average of like six games a year, and now I would probably watch every game I could get my hands on. Maybe that's just because I'm starved for live sports. Yeah. But it's yeah, so I was good. so I was sucked into this one. I mean, the fact that they kept Space Jam to a later episode to keep me interested in yeah. it, keep me coming back until I finally saw <laughs> my Space Jam episode. But the big thing, this is like a huge two-headed race, like Tiger King. Yeah. Is one of the craziest things you'll ever watch. The Last Dance is just... I found it so motivating. Like, oh, I didn't yeah. do anything with that motivation, but I was motivated. Uh, Jerry, you watched McMillions. I, I think that one's supposed to be really good, too, but... Oh, shit. Compared Jerry, to the you other two, garbage. Oh, really? I mean, it's good, but compared to oh, Tiger compared King to the Last Dance... I mean, nothing stands Bob, you even voted for Last uh, Dance? Yeah. It, like you said, it is a two-headed race. or It's ah, this is hard. This is hard because Tiger King was such a... These are both actually like culture phenomenons. Like, yeah, everyone when, was talking about both. Yeah, and 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 the thing is too, like everyone was talking about Tiger King. Everyone was also talking about the Last Dance, and not just like people I talk to and hang out with, like people that watch sports, like people that don't even watch sports enjoyed the Last Dance. Yeah. So like, that's a good point. For that reason, I think I'm gonna, it's going to give me a little bit of an edge, just because like I don't know, it was just it was just it, it was captivating. I loved it. See, as much as I love the Last Dance, I think. My vote is going to Tiger King only because, I mean, obviously The Last Dance had all this exclusive footage that had never been seen before because they had, like, this unprecedented access. But it's something that you knew about or most people knew about. People who follow basketball knew about. There are people who lived through the 90s knew yeah. about. The Tiger King exposed something that I don't think anyone knew about. It's and like it's this real. whole underworld, yeah. It's yeah. so, it's hard to believe that it's real. The uh the crossover between people that compete on Forged and Fire and Tiger King, <laughs> I gotta assume is like a hundred percent. Uh that's a good point. So your vote's Tiger King? Yeah, so I think it's up to you to break the tie. That's hard. I think you kind of convinced I was gonna go with last dance, but the fact that you brought up like if Tiger King doesn't come out, like no one no one knows that world exists. People still know like Michael Jordan, like uh, people think it's between him and LeBron and then like this comes out and people now go back to i think mj but a lot of people just knew he was already great but tiger king is so different so new i think i'm gonna go with tiger king yeah i think the last dance exposed michael jordan to a bigger audience especially a more modern audience who didn't watch him play especially that was at the height of quarantine as well yeah and tiger king exposed everyone to this thing that nobody knew exactly yeah which was just mind-blowing so Tiger King, Joe Exotic, we will send it to whatever penitentiary you are currently stationed in. And uh, Carol Baskin, maybe we'll send a second one your way as well. So (laughs) keep your eye out for both of those halvesies. Doc Antle, you're not getting shit.
Yeah, next uh, category, Bob. What do we got? All right, so our next category is the best scripted series. The nominees are Ozark Season 3, Dave, Better Call Saul Season 5, Rick and Morty Season 4, and 13 Reasons Why Season 4. Lots of uh, later seasons, Dave, the only one being a new show. Yeah. Well, did you guys both finish Ozark? Cause I've Didn't only even watched, watch it. Never I, you started Ozark. Oh, cool. Love that it's on here. Uh, <laughs> I watched Ozark season one, and I just love Jason Bateman in comedies so much that it was like such a like shock to the system. I know everyone loves Ozark, so I'll probably come back to that eventually. But for me, when we've talked, we talked some shit about Rick and Morty, I think, in that uh, Guy Fieri episode. Yeah. And 13 Reasons Why should not be on here. I can, Jeremy put it on here just so we could talk shit about it one more time. But uh, for me, it's Better Call Saul. This is my favorite show on TV. I have a question because you watched um, you watched Ozark. Does it does it give you like the feeling at all of like to see a comedic actor step into a serious role, like kind of like how Adam Sandler did in Uncut Gems? Is it is it refreshing? Is it cool? Like, I think does he it's do a cool. good job? I think it's cool because he's heavily involved in the creation of the show, too. Okay. And, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like out of place. He, he's he's great in it. I think Who do you think just, does a better job? Like, fr- from the standpoint of a comedic actor stepping into a serious role. Into it. I don't know. Jason Bateman. I would say Adam Sandler because I definitely didn't think he was ever, like, do something like that yeah. in, in his life. So That's the vibe I got from it, everything I've seen about Ozark. Is I'll definitely go back to it. My brother and my dad both love that show. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Jason Bateman, I'm going to write in a nominee for The Outsider, the HBO series that did actually come out in the first half of 2020. With that being said, my vote is for Dave. You're a big proponent for this show. You talk about it all the time. And, like, I... Too much. Yeah, I mean, I, little, I remember <laughs> Little Dicky, like, when he first came out, and I thought he was, like, a pretty good rapper. I don't know. Like, Little Dicky's a good artist. But it's cool that he's, like, branching off into different things. Like, I mean, he was in condom commercials for a while. I don't know if you guys remember <laughs> yeah. those. But, um, Very random. He, uh, I, This show looked interesting because it's basically like a autobiographical. Semi-autobiographical about, like, his start, his he, come up. He's always been funny to me, too. Like, not only in, like, the That's way he raps. He's, like, a funnier person than he is, like, a good rapper. Yeah, so, like, who knows if he's going to, like, maybe this will be his next path and he might just become an actor, you know? I don't know. Because like, from the previews and everything we'll I've seen like about Donald it. Donald Glover and do both. Yeah. Nobody's ever going to do it as good as that no, guy. Oh, yeah, true. Um, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> possibly. Um, this is hard for me. Um, I love Rick and Morty so much, even though season four was a letdown. And of everything Shit, on the list, good. <laughs> I only saw one of these, so I'm going to have to go with Rick and Morty because it's the only one I saw. So do we have a three-way split right now? We didn't discuss what would happen here. Oh, that's a tough one. So because we have a three-way split, that means the winner for Best Scripted Series is 13 Reasons Why <laughs> Season 4. Unfortunately, no one wanted it, but we could not come Shit. to a consensus. My apologies to everyone listening at home, but unfortunately, that is how the Havsies work. Yep. Moving on to our next category, best movie you watched for the first time in 2020 that came out before 2020. These are getting pretty arbitrary and <laughs> weird. Um, I nominated almost all of these because apparently the other two don't watch any movies. I watched <laughs> Shutter Island, Uncut Gems, and Drive for the first time in 2020, and Ben watched Knives Out for the first time in 2020. Uncut Gems I watched for the first time in 2020, right. and uh, Shutter Island, I know I watched it like within the last year and for the first time. I can't remember if it was uh, in 2020 or 2019, but I definitely did not see Drive. Drive's, Drive's one that's been on the list for me for a while. Um, Shutter Island is one of my favorite movies. 
This is hard. Uncut Gems. Does it? Can Bob vote for Shutter Island if he didn't watch this movie in 2020? There's no rules in this category. Gotcha. Literally, you could say any movie right now and it could win. For me, um, it's hard. I, I, I go with Parasite. <laughs> no, I think I think I'm gonna think I think I'm gonna go with Uncut Gems for this one. That's my that's my choice. I think that's the only movie on this list that all three of us watched for the first time in 2020 because we all missed the theatrical yeah. run. So uh, I'm okay giving the Havsy to Uncut Gems. Yeah, I'm going to go with Parasite. Not on the list. It's from 2019, right? Obviously. Yeah. Uh, that was... I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch. I'm going to go with Parasite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really like Parasite. I like... Knives Out was a fun one. Shutter Island is a real trippy movie, but yeah, I'm going with Parasite. Okay. Parasite. <laughs> In a shocking twist and turn, a movie that wasn't even nominated wins for... Best movie you watched for the first time in 2020. That's the best part about the Havsies, though, man. Yeah, anything, anything can happen. <laughs> That's why the listeners tune in. Congratulations Listener. to Parasite. <laughs> Bong Joon-ho, we will send you your award in the mail. Jerry, what was your vote, though? I'm sure you? he'll put it right next to the five Oscars he won. <laughs> or he'll put it next to the fucking Jerry, bottle. What? That dude just loves to drink. <laughs> Jerry, what would have been your vote? I don't know. Parasite? Sure. <laughs> Ben, what's our next category? Uh, this is a good one. Uh, most devastating movie delay. This is a tough one. Uh, so we got Black Widow, F9, I know is near and dear to Jeremy's heart, A Quiet Place 2, Mulan, No Time to Die, and of course Tenet, which just keeps getting delayed every every week. Yeah, I really liked the addition of Tenet because I think it's only four to six weeks past its original. It's now in August. Hey, right? if it's delayed by one day, it counts. <laughs> Or maybe it was always going to come out in August, and July was going to be the Tenet inverse time thing. I can't wait to watch that movie and then uh, never know what actually happens. For me, uh, I got to go probably Black Widow here just because I was super yoked for that. Uh, no Time to Die, close second, because Billie Eilish came out with an absolute banger for the soundtrack. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, one of those. I'll see what you guys have to say. It might, it might sway me. Or someone could say Tenet. I mean, I'll tell you what the winner is if you want me to. Oh, you're gonna get then, then I'm going to go first. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go first then. Uh, for me, it's Tenet. It's the only movie I actually want to see on here. Probably I want to see A Quiet Place 2. Tenet, I'm just going to go put the mask on in a couple weeks. It's not really being delayed that much, but I'm, I'm counting it because it was uh, supposed to be out, what, July 31st? Yeah. Something like that. But, yeah, that's my vote. I'm definitely going to get outvoted on this one, though. So the winner of this Havsy is F9, not only because it was delayed an entire year, but because the trailer was so awesome that I watched all nine movies leading up to F9 in preparation, only for it to then be delayed by an entire year. You guys are mad that Tenet's coming out the next month. <laughs> F9 is coming out a year later. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Definitely thought you weren't going to say that. Uh, no, just kidding. Bob, Bob, you said Black Widow or No Time to Die, so I don't know why we thought there was going to be an... <laughs> We're not going with another time. I'm switching my thing. <laughs> no, Jeremy's so passionate about F9 that Fuck I Fuck it, we'll give him F9. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. I, even though Bob was about to go to Tenet. I was. So I guess the most <laughs> devastating movie delay is going to be F9. Because it, it is the longest. Tenet is just a couple weeks. I'll probably see it maybe at the drive-in, but... Here to accept the Havsy for most devastating movie delay is Vin Diesel. No, he's not actually here. Sadly, we couldn't get him. He's a listener, though. <laughs> he is a listener. Yeah. He is a listener. So, Vin, your award is in the mail. Mr. Diesel. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Diesel. If you say Vin Diesel's name, not first name, last name, it's weird. Vin? Vin or is Mr. Not, Diesel? It's like, Vin, short for Vincent, I hey, would Vin. hope. Hey, Vin. 
Yeah, Mr. Diesel. I don't know if anyone. Oh, I wish he was a doctor. His real name is Dr. Diesel. Diesel. He should get his PhD just <laughs> so he's <laughs> Dr. Diesel. <laughs> There's no way Vin Diesel's real name is Vin Diesel. We'll get. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> we'll get IT on that one. You guys are never going to fucking guess what his real name okay. is. Okay. My, my guess would be is Vincent. Xander Cage? <laughs> no, but I don't know why his ghost by Is that Vin his name Diesel. in Fast and Furious? It's his name in Xander Cage. Oh. <laughs> his name is Mark Sinclair. Oh my God. <laughs> why does he go by Vin Diesel? It That's a make... pretty solid name, too, for an actor. Yeah, why would you switch why do you to need Mark Sinclair? Switch? That's like, a, I guess you got to be like a... How did you come up with Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel's more action movie name. Mark, Mark Sinclair's more like a indie movie name. It's the accountant who works for, like... Fox Studios. Yeah. His name is Mark Sinclair. Vin Diesel's a guy who drives muscle cars <laughs> off of cliffs. And Tarzan <laughs> swings them from cliff to cliff. Bob, what do we got for our next category here? This, our is, this is a big one. Next category is the most anticipated movie of 2020. We have Greyhound, Tenet, Mulan, The New Mutants, A Quiet Place 2, The Kingsman, Candyman, Wonder Woman, Black Widow, No Time to Die, and Top Gun Maverick. Pretty stacked category. Most of these were supposed to come out already this year and got pushed. Um, one of them, The New Mutants, has been trying to come out to theaters for about four years now. Is that true? Yeah, it's been delayed about 19 times. <laughs> oh, God. I'm definitely... I'm just trying to think of movies I'll actually see out of this list. Probably probably about two or three. Candyman's piquing my interest. Uh, the obvious one here is Tenet. We talk about it on the podcast all the time. Isn't Candyman... I'm assuming that's supposed to be like a horror film. That's a, Why that's not wait a, um, till uh, October for that? It was Isn't weird. that it, what they always do? It was strange that it was coming out during the summer, but the reason it was... Oh, it got pushed to September 20. It was supposed to come out this summer. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's going to come out five days before October now. I would have liked well, October 1st. Well, originally, <laughs> it was supposed to come out in the summer, but I think the reason behind that is because it's a Jordan Peele movie. And like, oh, okay. it, yeah, it's a horror movie, but he's... He just prints money. So, True. like, make it a summer blockbuster. That's a good point. That's why I'm really looking forward to that one. I think he wrote... He didn't direct it, but he produced and wrote it. But it from the trailer, it's got all the... Jerry, what's piquing your good parts? Tenet, obviously. Black Widow. Anything Marvel I'm looking forward to. Wonder Woman 1984 actually looks pretty good. Um, who knows what that'll actually look like. I almost want to vote for the New Mutants because I just want it to be put out of its misery. I'm, I'm not even excited for it. I just Will want it to come it? out. Maybe. It's an X-Men movie, if you have no idea what it is. thought it was with Teenage like Maisie Williams Ninja Turtles. And uh, the older brother from Stranger Things. Okay. Who's the older brother? Oh, gotcha. I like him. So, I mean, it, it could be good. It's got, it's had, a, I mean, 15 different trailers at this point. Some well, of them definitely look more good. Uh, interested now than when I thought it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. That's fair. Um, I don't know. I mean, the one I'm most looking forward to is Tenet. If I think the, this one's going to run the table. Tenet. I think Tenet is my vote for sure. Yeah, Tenet. All right. It's the third unanimous vote so far. Most anticipated movie for the second half of 2020 goes to Tenet. Christopher Nolan, look out for your Havsy in the mail. Or maybe we sent it already. <laughs> Ooh, a time inversion. Our Pence Ultimate category for this Havsy night is... Worst show or movie. The nominees are Spencer Confidential, 13 Reasons Why, Season 4, Scoob, Artemis Fowl, and Floor is Lava. Unfortunately, I think I've seen more in the worst 
show or movie category than what will be coming up in the best picture category. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a shame. I don't know what any of these fucking things are. The only thing on Did here, I add the floor is lava? I no, did. what is oh, that? It's I, so bad. It it's is really terrible. Bad. What is it? It's, ba- uh, what, it's what you would think. It's like makeshift lava and you have to get from one side of the room it's to like the other. It's like an obstacle course. Movie? No, it's uh, an obstacle it's course. It's a Netflix reality yeah. show. It's an obstacle course kind of oh, escape room awful. sort of thing. But it's the least athletic people it's, you could possibly put like on a, an obstacle yeah, course. Yeah, they just oh, picked us, uh, us three. And Did you watch the first episode? Yeah, that's. I think I watched the first one and the second one and I haven't, won't go the, back. The very first contenders is a mother and her twin children. A boy and a girl. Right. And... I, so I, bad. it hurts so bad watching this kid, this young, like fresh out of high school boy, make a six foot jump onto what's designed to be like a big wooden crate. I don't know what they're actually made of. He jumps six feet directly onto his knees. <laughs> it hurt so bad to watch. These people are. And then the mom jumped onto like this big, I don't know what you call those things. It's, it's like, like an a, Easter Island head. Yeah. Okay. And, Snaps her neck so hard. Like, <laughs> Wait, no, what? I want to watch this. She yeah. lands you would think. shin first. She lands in shin first, and the neck just snaps. And they're wearing no pads. It's like you would think they would have to wear pads for this shit, but it's. What do they go in? They're, they're blue jeans. They... <laughs> no, they're just like wearing what we're wearing, like oh, okay. athletic shorts and a t-shirt. But the one I like the one contestants. Uh, it's a dad and his kids' friends. It, like not his kid. Super weird. I didn't watch that it one. was weird. I think. Uh, I think I could, uh, could definitely be getting this wrong, but. but yeah, that that show is absolute garbage. Like everything about it is terrible. Um, Thirteen reasons why I don't need to explain any more about why that show is so terrible. Even though it did win the Hebsy for best scripted series yes. of the first half of the year, um, I did put on Scoob. It's now on HBO Max. I watched twenty minutes of it. Could not tell you who that movie is made for, because it's Scooby Doo. So it's obviously. An old ass property geared towards children, but I don't think it's for current children because I'm not joking. Because there's no relationship with it. I, but just like the content of the movie, the first twenty minutes. So the gang, if they start as children, they meet together, and then there's like a title song, and then they're older. They're in like their twenties or thirties, whatever. They're talking about how Mystery Inc. needs like investment or whatever. So Simon Cowell shows up. <laughs> wow. Long time listener. Animated to the show. Simon Cowell, voiced by Simon Cowell, playing. They call him Simon Cowell. He shows up to this diner that they're in, and then Shaggy and Scooby start singing "In the Shallows" from A Star Is Born. Wow! What? This has the all hell? the things I like. This is. I'm like. You only watched 20 minutes, happening? right? You didn't even finish it. No, right? I turned uh, it off shortly after wow. that. I'm gonna need Bob to fucking I'm do it in Intel and watch it. Watch it. it all. I, I have watch the whole no thing. idea what is going. An like, animated Simon Cowell, right? It's this is an animated movie. Yeah. yeah. Or it, that would be really weird if it wasn't animated and he was. I wouldn't be surprised live if action. live action Simon Cowell showed up in this movie. It is so strange and bad. And also, Scooby Doo. Like so, I, after turning this off, I watched Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. The 1999 movie or whatever. So good. Because I was so confused. I'm like, I don't remember Scooby-Doo talking that much. In the original movies and TV shows, he he basically just gives you a rut-row or a roquet. Yeah. Or if Shaggy says, like, that's scary, Scooby-Doo might go, rat's rary. Like, he might just repeat two words at a time. Yeah, but he's never actually involved in conversations. In Scoob, I think he has more lines than Velma. That's wild. Wow. Scooby-Doo is talking the entire time. And they build... It shows when Shaggy and Scooby meet... And they build it like they're dating. Like it's not like a friend relationship or a boy and his dog relationship. They build it like uh, they're lovers. Yeah, like That's they're strange. like they're about to date each other. It's the strangest movie I've ever seen. 
uh, which is why it gets my vote for worst movie or show of the first half of 2020. For, for me, we do a lot of joking on the show about Mark Wahlberg, Spencer Confidential, but it's, it's just not a, it's not a great movie. It's definitely my this worst. This gets my second vote, by the way. Okay. This is this, this movie is it's really bad. It's yeah, it's pretty rough. Honestly, and it's the only thing that I have seen on this list. So I think for that reason, <laughs> I'm going to have to sadly, I'm going to have to give it uh, I think uh, to our guy <laughs> Mark Marcus Wahlberg, Spencer Confidential. I think uh Bob's gonna eventually have to watch Artemis Fowl because it's on our big movie yeah, boy uh, I'll movie lose list. The next challenge and... <laughs> it is on the punishment list, so we will get Bob's review of Artemis Fowl sooner <laughs> or later. At some point or another. Um, but it is—it sounds like it's a begrudging Spencer Confidential. Yeah, it's tough. It's, it's tough, tough to yeah. do to our boy. I'm sorry, Mark. I know. I know you're listening right now, and it's all right. It will be packaged <laughs> alongside your best actor award. But this one will have worst movie or TV show inscribed on it, so you'll be very confused when you open that package up. All right, Ben, want to give us our final category of the night? Final uh, category is obviously, you know what's coming. It's Best Picture. Uh, we got a couple movies here. The Gentleman, didn't see it. Birds of Prey, didn't see it. Sonic the Hedgehog, didn't see it. Invisible Man, didn't see it. Spencer Confidential, saw it. Extraction, saw it. Onward, saw it. Capone, didn't. The King of Staten Island, didn't. I think I'm eligible to vote on this. <laughs> ben, you seem the most qualified to vote in this category. Where, where are you kind of leaning so far? You know, this one's tough. I think first time in uh, Habsy's history that a movie has appeared in worst show or movie and also best picture. I don't know. For I, I did like Onward as a like a, a kids movie. That was a fun watch. Uh, Spencer Confidential. Uh, great fucking movie. Great fucking <laughs> Literally movie. so good. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. That movie. I've, I've seen it six, seven times now. I, I really I, do I enjoy that it. movie. I didn't tell you guys, but I did. I watch it again. Honestly, I might have to. I mean, we've said a lot of good things about Extraction so far. I've only heard good things about The Gentleman. Birds of Prey, like I said, had redeemable moments. But yeah, I can't see voting for anything other than Spencer Confidential for best movie of the if first I'm, half If of I'm going to be straight up, honest to God, Spencer Confidential is the best movie on this fucking list. It's got the best actor. It's got the best plot. It's a great plot. Yeah. Spencer Confidential, this entire list is littered with actors from Spencer Confidential. We had his girlfriend nominated for Best Actress. We have him who won Best Actor. Like, he's all over it's this appeared thing. in a lot of categories. We didn't have a Best Supporting Actor, but it would have went to... Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, what wait, was his name? Just Blade? Hawk? Hawk, yes, Hawk. Um, yeah, Winston Duke. Honestly, such a good movie. Like it's definitely the best movie on this list. Though, edge of your seat, edge of your seat the whole time. Like you're not gonna. I know it's on Netflix, but guess what? You're not gonna pause it. No, you're not getting up. No. So it sounds like a final unanimous vote. Mark Wahlberg, I'm sorry for the roller coaster of emotions we're gonna send you when you open this package, but you are also receiving the Havsy because we're not. Why would we give it to the director or the producer? No, that or, wouldn't make sense or no. anything. It's too unright to Mark Wahlberg. His name is on I'm, the. It's he, the movie Spencer Confidential. I, I'm pretty sure he was the director, actor, writer, uh, yeah. producer. He did it all. Best picture. You know what? We're just gonna send all these awards to the city of Boston. <laughs> Congratulations, Boston! You one got one same. more. Best picture. The Havsy for the first half of 2020 goes to Spencer Confidential. Congratulations. Boys, what did you think of this evening? I think it went as well as it could have. 
not having a host, what do they do at the Oscars these days? They don't have a host No, anymore. no host. No. I yeah. think they should have three hosts. I'm not saying who they should be. <laughs> Just saying, I think maybe the, the key is to have three hosts. That's a good point. Maybe an up-and-coming podcast? Yeah, I give, don't know. give somebody a shot. Give, yeah, you never know. I also think they should adopt the voting on the fly. I think that would be much that more entertaining. That would be more fun to watch. Add people into categories. Have, yeah. have like nine people on stage like they're the fucking Supreme Court voting. That would be great. Yeah, I would watch that for sure. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you to my fellow hosts for being here tonight, awarding the most deserving in each category. I think we can all agree on that. There will be no questions or contentions for anything that won a havesy tonight. Thank you all for listening, and remember, cancel your Quibi subscription. You're about to start getting charged. We'll see you next week.